Hello, I am your Macintosh. What can I help you with today? Probably not much. You overpriced paperweight. Ha 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 ha. Nobody asked you, shithead. Stay in your lane. And what lane would that be? Mac? I don't know. Blue screens maybe? Oh, fuck you. Mac? Like you never crash. Oh, I crash sometimes too. But I try not to since it seems to be your specialty. You are an asshole. Is it because I am right? Suck my 78% markup share. Just because you have more users doesn't mean you're better, PC. My users get more performance per dollar than yours do, bar none. Yes, but at what cost, PC? Stop trying to make Edge happen, it's not going to happen. Like, Safari is any better. You can't just put a new name on Internet Explorer and call it a new browser. That's not how this works. They are not the same thing. Get bent, like an iPhone 6, Mac. Remind me again how many people use Windows phones in 2020? Clearly we are getting nowhere here. Clearly. Let's allow the listener to decide which of us is better for themselves. For once, we can finally agree on something. Welcome to the first installment of uh, Tech Bytes. This is a little um, a little idea that I had for uh, the show because we've been doing a lot of minis and stuff lately. And uh, as much as I love our long-form conversations, I have the attention span of a carrot. So uh, I figured doing little, little shorter episodes here and there would definitely be uh, a fun thing for us to get more into. And uh, my idea to kind of have like a, a tech segment was... Uh, Jenna really liked it, so I decided to do it. Um, so we're going to call it Tech Bytes. This is our first episode of that. Um, this one is titled The Apple Tax. So um, that being said, I wanted to kind of share my story of like transitioning from PC to Mac, you know, because that's like a huge thing that, you know, people are still doing apparently nowadays, years later after those god-awful commercials that we totally just ripped off. Um, but anyway... The, uh, the the basis of it being here that like you know I used um, I used Macs growing up like in school but I never really I never really got to use them at home just because the cost was so prohibitive so like we always just had PCs and they were always like old or shitty PCs um, and uh, that was that was always like a big barrier for me to like getting one was just the cost was like a huge huge margin for me it was like yeah I don't know if I'm willing to spend twice as much for half as much machine but um that's why we called the show the apple tax because that's the price you pay for getting a mac um and we'll, we'll delve a little bit deeper into that and what that means for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term it's kind of an industry thing that people say a lot is uh the apple tax being the the fee that you pay to not have bloatware when you first start up your system or ads in your start menu or would you like to use edge browser as our uh, friends mac and pc uh so eloquently shared um so basically uh like our studio we use apple everything so um 
for those of you that have been longtime listeners of the show, you know that we went from a 2011 MacBook Pro model A1286 with pretty much base model specs to um, the, I think it's the base model version of the fourth gen uh, November 2019 um, 16-inch MacBook Pro that Jenner just picked up for the studio, and that's our main production machine now, and he handed off the old one to me to kind of be like, uh, here, you, now you can use this, and get used to it. So it's been uh, it's been my daily driver for about a month, month and a half now. And I've, even though it's old as balls, like I have fallen in love with it. And it kind of like rekindled the fire that I had of like, damn, I really want to get a Mac. Um, because it just, it, it works. Even though it's super old, like I can, I can get so much more done on this than my desktop PC, which was built also in 2011 with even higher specs so like just to put it in perspective this laptop that i'm using right now this macbook is running an i7 with uh four gigs of ram mind you this is like second gen i7 so i mean it's not super great but uh it was it was fast at the time and my uh my desktop is running an amd fx 8350 uh eight core i think it's a vishera i don't know but it's a it's one of the higher-end uh, AMD FX processors that were popular in 2011 before uh, Ryzen was dropped later on a couple years later. Um, and it's pushing 8 gigs of RAM. Both of them are running at 1333 megahertz for memory speed. And even with half the amount of RAM, this laptop, this MacBook, stomps my desktop. Like, absolutely fucking blows it out of the water. And I mean, it's not fast by any stretch of the imagination, this thing. It's... It takes a good like five to 10 minutes to load Logic Pro every time I need to open up and record something, which is, you know, I'm cool with waiting. It's whatever. It gives me a chance to grab a cup of coffee or whatever. But, uh, um, you know, the, the new one is blisteringly fast. Um, I've been like completely floored by its performance. I didn't even know computers could be that fast because I've been so fucking poor all my life. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's pretty much my, my journey from the, the PC realm to the Mac universe. <clears throat> so uh just kind of diving right into this the um the the main issue that I want to drive home is that quality comes at a cost and I've been converted to a Mac person by uh Jenner just because of the the reasonings of like what I want to use a computer for that I have been struggling to use a PC to do for years and years and years I was able to figure out on a Mac in just a matter of weeks and I think I think that alone speaks volumes because I am not a smart person. <laughs> uh, I just pretend I am, and people believe me sometimes. But um, oh, my mic is moving. Technical difficulties. I'll have him drop some elevator music over that maybe. Um, but yeah, no. So the the convenience and the quality comes at a cost i mean like with windows 10 especially like with the uh the, the bloatware i mean it was bad in vista it was bad in 7 and it just got even worse in windows 8 and windows 10 i mean the live tile bullshit in the start menu is like there's no way to turn off the fucking ads on there and it's like it's baked into the operating system which i think is just 
for me as a computer user, like I feel like your operating system should be pure. It should just work and it shouldn't have bloatware pre-installed. And like 99% of the time you buy a, a new PC, it comes with a bunch of shitty games on it that you don't want, some shitty DVD ripping software that you don't want, this dumb software, this dumb HP specific or Dell specific program that runs its startup, whether you want it to or not. It's just... It's a hassle trying to undo all of that just to run stock, bare-bones Windows operating system. You have to go through and undo a bunch of shit just to make it happen. But you buy a new Mac, and you pull it out of the box and turn it on, and it just starts, and there's nothing on there that you don't need, and anything that you do need is just a click away in the Mac App Store. And I, I like that simplicity. I think that's really cool. So... Um, we'll go on. I'll, I'll, I'll list some of the drawbacks because there are a few drawbacks and a few things that I don't like about Macs. I mean, I don't want to try and sell people on these things without, you know, giving it a fair comparison here. Um, the biggest of which being, like I said, the cost. The cost is ridiculous. I mean you can spend upwards of five or six grand for a fully specced, you know, Mac system, depending on which piece of hardware you want, whether that is the MacBook or the, the Mac Pro desktop or the, the, uh, the Mac Mini. I mean, there's all the different iterations and versions of it that are like, you know, your base model prices, you know, even that is high a lot of the time. So, I mean, that's a... That's a big, big issue for a lot of people is that you can get a lot more computer for a lot less money by simply just dealing with buying a PC and suffering through it. Because, I mean, as a Windows user, I'm sorry, but all of my computers have been nothing but problems. And it's because most of them were old and just wanted to die already. Um, another drawback, especially, and this is this is huge in the professional computer uh, professional community, bleh, um, is the limited hardware configurations. Now you you can you can choose how much RAM and what kind of chip you want and what kind of graphics you want on most of the models, but it doesn't always translate to the same the same amount of customizability that you get by building a PC. Um, I mean. If, if anybody watches, you know, like a lot of the tech YouTubers and stuff, I mean, they build these wild, ridiculous, crazy Windows systems that are just so off the wall crazy. I mean, like you can't you can't get a Mac to the same level as a PC without, you know, shelling out a shit ton of money into it. And chances are it may not even work because of compatibility issues, which is another issue the uh the compatibility and the io this is huge in the professional community that they have been doing i i kind of had to eat my words when i bought my galaxy note 10 because i used to laugh at apple people for not having a headphone jack after the iphone 6 and uh i ate my words because i went out and bought a phone without a headphone jack because Yet again, Apple was right, and Bluetooth is now the standard, and there is no need for a wired headset, and if there is, then you can just use a dongle or a USB-C or a lightning cable, and it doesn't really matter. 
um, at this point. But uh, the the limited I/O, especially on the Mac the Mac laptop line, is a huge issue for professional users in that they don't have the same uh, functionality as a system that just has those ports and plugins that they need without having to use a dongle or a dock to make up for the lack of ports. And this kind of goes into my uh, my rant on uh, the fact that a lot of times, and this is a common complaint from the professional community as well, is that they focus more on style than they do functionality which don't get me wrong i think every iteration of the macbook is gorgeous i think every iteration of the mac pro is gorgeous except for maybe that trash can one that they did in like 2009 that was stupid um that was that was a disaster but like they they've always been good at design but making it translate for professional users especially when they slap the pro label on it like the macbook pro or the mac pro or the imac pro should have more functionality than their standard model and a lot of times you get pretty much the same io on either or and it doesn't exactly translate to ease of use in the professional community um and i'm speaking as an outsider because i don't consider myself a professional in any sense of any stretch of the imagination but uh <clears throat> i know that if uh if jenner had a, a a laptop with lots of lots and lots of ports and plugins and stuff like this uh the second gen macbook pro has tons of ports and plugins i am pissed that it doesn't have an hdmi i have to get a display port adapter for some reason because that's a thing but uh, that's pretty much my only gripe about it thus far. Um, and the uh, like the, this ties in like the pro market often gets ignored. I mean, they, they slap the pro label on it, but they don't really pay attention to what the professional community needs in a computer, which is kind of unfair because, I mean, for a lot of professionals, Apple is like the first and only choice. Uh, namely photo editors, video editors, music uh, producers, things like that. You know, a lot of creative types use um, Apple systems. And I'll get more into the reasons why um, in my next bit here. But uh, it's it's so deeply ingrained in the creative professional community that it's uh, it's frustrating to them, especially when they can't get the same functionality as the previous generation because they just want to make the new vo the new version look more sleek. And uh, I I can understand their frustration on that. I think it's I think it's stupid. But anyway, that's enough griping about it. Let's talk about the benefits. Um, the benefits of a Mac. The, the ecosystem is a huge one, and this is probably on every countdown, every top 10 whatever list that you'll find on the internet of like what makes a Mac better, but uh, I have to include it because it is so very pertinent. The fact that you have handoff and FaceTime and iMessage and everything there, you can open up something on Safari on your iPhone and then pick it up on your, on your Mac and then take it on your uh, iPad. And then, you know, display it on your Apple TV is just, it's its phenomenal to me that you can do that. And, like, the, the PC master race is still trying to catch up to that kind of functionality because there's so many hardware manufacturers and there's so many software manufacturers and there's so much, you know, up to debate 
between them of what what should and shouldn't come standard that it's it's taking a longer time to catch up but the the benefit of having a mac is you get the mac ecosystem you have dedicated hardware that is meant to work with your software and software that is meant to work with your hardware you get a mac laptop a macbook pro and your hardware is designed to work with OSX, and OSX is designed to work with this hardware. You don't have to worry about updating drivers and stupid shit like that. You don't have to change your registry. You don't have to do anything special. And some some computer enthusiasts may say that this is like dummy proofing and you know making like a laptop for people who don't know how to use a laptop and you know like a. a a granny computer so that she doesn't go in and accidentally delete all her dll files and then wonder why it doesn't start um but it, it's actually a really smart way of doing it and as jenner showed me because that was one of my main gripes is like oh well you can't get into the, the 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 back works of the computer the same way you can with a pc and he was like actually you can and he showed me how and i was like oh well fuck me sideways i guess i was wrong so um that is a huge, huge benefit to owning a Mac is that you get the ecosystem. You get to share everything between your devices. I mean, this is provided that you have all Apple devices, which is, it seems a little gimmicky. Like, okay, yeah, you bought your MacBook. Now you need to get an iPad and an Apple TV and an iPhone and an Apple Watch and the Apple AirPods. And you just have to get all this stuff that's going to get outdated. And then you have to buy the new version of the same stuff. And it's just a, now you're buying twice as much hardware. Uh, than you were originally intending to just to keep up that functionality. But if, a, if you're lucky enough to have all that stuff, it definitely does make it very, very easy to uh, live your day-to-day -day life with it. And um, I'm sorry, but Siri is still by far the best ver uh, assistant software that I have encountered. I mean, Google, Google Assistant is catching up pretty soon, but uh, it's going to be a while before it is even close to being on par with Siri. Um... <coughs> a uh another another thing that i really like about it is that with um like with pcs you get you know hundreds and hundreds of different vendors for hardware and each iteration of the dell xps line changes in shape and size and with with a Mac, that doesn't really happen, but every couple of years, they keep the same footprint, the same body for a couple of years and put a few different versions of that computer inside the same shell. And because their product line is a lot more like limited, and I guess you could say like focused, you get to customize it a lot more. So like accessories for Macs are plenty. There are skins, there are cases, there are you know, all kinds of sleeves and everything that are designed exactly for the specific MacBook that you have. And it always fits like a glove because they have such a specifically made product line that it makes it easier for other companies to create accessories for that. Whereas they would just end up losing money if they tried to make a custom sleeve and skin for every iteration of, you know, every Dell and HP and Compaq and whatever other PC brands are out there. Um, because there's just so many of them and you know if they're only selling a handful of each one because there's so many options and people are buying just a few of each kind um, it's it doesn't really doesn't really make that much sense to uh, have a whole bunch of different versions of the same thing uh, 
just with different branding on it, you know? So that being said, it's, uh, it's definitely a lot more customizable. I'm looking forward to, uh, being able to get like a, a skin for our computers and get, uh, cases and stuff like that, because that's, that's a thing with Mac. You can get custom click on cases that fit it like a glove. Um, the, uh, the, the, another big thing for me is security. That is like huge. I mean, we all remember the story of, uh, the FBI not being able to get into the terrorist's iPhone and, uh, they went to Apple and they were like, unlock this iPhone. And they said, no. And that's like, that's the level of security that you get with every, every Apple device is, you know, it's very, very hard to hack a Mac, uh, from what I understand. So that is that is a big plus for me because I mean we see we see flaws in the uh, the Windows um, update infrastructure, especially like the uh, there's been headlines going around like the newest Windows 10 update is causing um, systems to crash and users' files to be deleted and things like that and it's a it's a whole big mess. They're they're still trying to get their over the air updates on par with how Apple has been up updating osx through uh the mac app store for years now so it's uh it's definitely a, a big plus and it, it's really cool because uh osx i found out actually is uh unix based so it's um the the same kind of uh like app repositories that the uh like the, the apt get pseudo commands with linux systems are uh pretty much like you know the 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 gui based versions like ubuntu and stuff have their own app stores and stuff and it's very similar um the apple over the air updates to the way that uh operating systems like uh, linux mint and ubuntu are updated um which i think is really cool because i think like for sure like linux definitely got that right that is one plus side to them being open source is that they they got it right the first time around, and that is something that they've been doing since the early 2000s, which is, you know, even Macs didn't start doing that until, you know, mid to late 2010s. So that's a huge thing. Um, the pro market. Now, as I said earlier, like, professionals have one and only choice for a real production machine, whether it be for music, video editing, or photos. And that is any Mac because the uh, the amount of integration that you get with um, software like Adobe Creative Suite and uh, uh, oh my gosh, what is the other one called for music production? Not not Logic. Logic is like a whole different thing, which I'll get into here in a minute because that's that's what we use. We love Logic. Um, damn it! What is it called? Ableton? No. Maybe? Pro Tools? I think Pro Tools. Yeah, Pro Tools. That's the one. Um, yeah, so there's like all these different like softwares that like, yeah, you can get some versions of them on PC. Like I tried fucking with FL Studio for like 10 years and didn't get as far with that in 10 years as I got in 10 minutes of using Logic Pro just because it is designed to be simple. Um, which is another thing that uh, I want to bring to light is that the integrated professional software that you can get that is made and designed by Apple just furthers the Mac ecosystem. The fact that you can get GarageBand and Logic in the same functionality in both programs and like 
with the final cut and things like that it's just it's so well put together and well thought out that it's like it would be hard for the professional community to not choose anything other than that um like with uh photoshop and creative suite adobe creative suite is like a it's a huge thing you can get it for both mac and pc but arguably the mac version is way way better because it was designed originally for use on macs and it's you know yeah you can you can use you can use a pc to produce music you can use a pc to to edit videos but i mean do you really want to like i mean once once you've once you've done it on a mac you don't go back um so enough on that uh that's definitely the pro, the pro market has good reason for choosing it that's for sure um the software and hardware integration is huge i think i already covered that um a huge thing for me is bloatware and the push to use software like microsoft edge do, do you want to set microsoft edge as your default browser no windows i do not fuck you Fuck you. Stop trying to shove your shitty browser down my throat. Like, this is going to be a rant, guys. So just, you know, just buckle up for a minute. Just let me get some rage out. No, Windows. I don't want to use your shitty fucking browser. You can't fucking just give Internet Explorer a new name and then call it a new thing because it's not fucking new. It's the same fucking thing. And yeah, stupid. Stupid. Another big issue with mine is of, of, of specifically Windows 10 and Windows 8. Windows 7, it wasn't so bad. I mean, I, I mean, maybe I was just used to it because I'd used Windows 7 the longest out of any operating system. But uh, when, when you buy a new computer and you get a bunch of stupid games on there that you don't want and like uh, manufacturer-specific software that just comes pre-installed and wants to run on startup and you have to go and undo all that just to get bare-bones, bare-bone windows working, it's like a hassle and it's a whole thing that like you shouldn't have to do. Like, sure, if you want to include the software, put it on a thumb drive, include it in the box, but don't put it on my system and make me fucking have to uninstall it. Like, that's just... It's just greedy. Like, stop it. I already gave you money for this computer. Stop trying to get me to use your shit. With a Mac, you don't have to do that. You turn on a Mac, and all it comes with is the bare-bones, regular-ass shit that comes on a Mac. There's no dumb games that you don't want. There's no programs that you don't need. And if there is anything that you do need, you can just get it from the Mac App Store, and that's it. Done. No questions asked. So, that was my rant there. That's that's all I have to say about that. Um, the, um, the last part of the benefits of Apple for me is the, the, the status symbol. I mean, come on. Like, you see somebody walking around with a MacBook and you're like, yeah, that guy's hot shit. Cool. Like... I want to be that guy. I mean, sure, you might look at them and be like, oh, that guy's a douche. But uh, that douche has a way cooler computer than you do. So, you know, maybe take a step back, look in the mirror, figure out what you did wrong in life. Made you buy a PC. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm 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 preaching at this point. Um, 
so yeah, I don't know. The 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 Mac versus PC war will I think always rage on. Um but uh it's it's a conversation that I I I don't know. I never really like given my input on it before. Most of my friends know how I feel about this shit, but uh I uh I don't know. I I wanted you guys to hear it and I thought it would be a great way to open up our Tech Bytes series. Um that being said, let me know like what you guys think. Like give me your input, you know, if there's anything I missed or anything I fucked up, feel free to correct me, you know. Drop us a voicemail. Tell me what you think. Are you a Mac user? Are you a PC user? Are you are you Coke? Are you Pepsi? Or do you say fuck the world and drink RC and use a Linux? Use a Linux system because you you don't you don't like to conform because conformity is stupid. You know? Let us know. Drop us a voicemail. The uh, the number I don't have memorized, but it's uh it's somewhere. It's in the thing. I'll make Jenner put it at the end of the show. Excuse me, Joshua. This is Jenner's badass production machine interrupting you. The number you are looking for is 602-456-2253. He's gonna do this 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 final thingy for this thingy that I'm making here which I'm currently making shitty because I'm rambling. But, and I'm also about a glass and a half of wine in, but that's not the point. My hopes for the future of Apple is that they keep going the direction that they have been, uh, especially with this latest release of products. Um, the the trash can Mac, like I said, the, the Mac Pro was fucking awful. And yeah, sure, you could get lots of power out of it when you first got it, but the cooling was atrocious, and the uh, the it was just you know like it's not upgradable. It's like a can, like you know, you, if I was if I was gonna buy a, a desktop little decorative PC and then expect to use it professionally, like they shouldn't have put the pro label on that thing. They should have called it the Mac Mini Plus or the Mac not so many I don't know it just didn't really fit the pro label I did I feel like they just completely ignored their their professional user base uh when they made that thing but but they made it right and they they brought back the traditional uh ATX chassis style uh box that we're so used to where you can open up the side and swap out your RAM and put in a graphics card and switch your chip if you need to, or, you know, put an extra PCI slot in there or, or whatever. You, whatever you need to do, like, you can just open it up and do it, you know? And that's that's that, I think, is where they should leave the, the pro monikers, where there's user-serviceable parts, because this unibody bullshit and, oh, you can only take it to the Mac store to get it fixed or upgraded. And then we're going to charge you double what the upgrades are worth. That's bullshit. They need to stop with that. Um, I've heard lots of horror stories about people sending their, their, their Apple products in to get repaired. And it's just like a fucking nightmare for them. And, I mean, I get it. They want to they wanna keep it all, you know, clean and organized. And they don't want any unauthorized hardware and... Yada, 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 bullshit policy, this, that, and the other thing. But, um, I mean, like, if you're going to be selling to a pro market, like, you need to understand that these are professional users that know what they're doing. 
Like, let them do their own repairs, Apple. Like, just let it happen. It's okay. It's fine. Like, you don't have to war. Like, you don't have to void my warranty because I swapped out a stick of RAM. Like, it is not the end of it. Is not the end of the world. So, that that's that's my whole thing. I hope that I hope that they keep going the direction they have with this latest iteration of products because. The new MacBook Pro is fucking phenomenal, and after having, uh, after Jenner's have have uh, used this since he got it, and after I've played around with it a little bit, I am s- truly in love. That giant trackpad, that gorgeous display, everything on it is just so wonderful, and I'm so glad that we get to produce on such a nice machine. It is uh, truly, truly a uh, an outstanding piece of work apple i'm very happy that you guys listened um although i will say i wish it had other ports on it other than just uh i don't know what is it thunderbolt usb3 whatever those stupid things are that my phone takes but it's different because it's on a mac even though it's the same plug those things there's like four of them but i don't know i feel like there could be other stuff um but yeah no i mean they definitely steered it in the right direction um, and I hope they keep doing that because it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely nice to see them going back to their roots of when they were like the best. Um, so anyway, I think that pretty much wraps it. Let me know what you guys think. Um, should I keep the show? Should I keep this segment going? Should we keep making more of these? We're not just going to talk about Max every time. That was just this episode. We're going to talk about other stuff. Um, pretty much anything tech. We want to do an episode on, uh, 5G. We want to do an episode on uh, like medical technology advancements, and our whole idea for this is that we can do these at least one every two weeks. I'm hoping for with every every new headline that comes out. I want to try and you know do a little segment on it and what it can mean for the world, all these advancements in technology, and then at the very end of the year we'll do a what I'm gonna call a tech wrap, where we wrap up the whole year and uh, discuss the the greatest advancements in technology for that year and uh, have a little civilized debate about those uh, those new technologies. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this shit up because uh, I'm going way over the time that I had allotted for myself. And I feel like you guys are probably tired of listening to me talk, which is fine because I'm tired of listening to me talk. I talk a lot. Um... So yeah, give me your thoughts, give me your input, send us an email, drop us a voicemail. Do you use a Mac? Do you use a PC? Let me know. Do you drink RC Cola? Unsubscribe. I'm just kidding. I don't judge you like that. You guys are great. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time on Tech Bites. Bye, guys. Isn't it nice to have a computer that will... Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You have a really good taste in podcasts, clearly. So you probably also have a good taste in friends and know somebody who would enjoy the show as much as you do. So share the love. It's what we're all about. 
Special thanks to the friends of the show who make it possible. Rob J. Wilson, Corey Wilcox, Phil Ord, Travis Meyer, Heather Cook, Julia May, and Boone Hemp. Join the Mindwave universe at mindwave.media to be a part of the Mindwave journey with us. Also, make sure to check out the other content creators in the Mindwave sandbox and please help us support their work. Give us a follow on Twitter at Mindwave Podcast. If you think I'm cute, you can follow me at Mindwave Jenner. And if you think I'm annoying, wait until you see my Twitter at Mindwave Josh. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time. The Mindwave Podcast is produced by Studio Stargazer. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.